That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and I'm not going to do what you think I'm going to do and just go all crazy and gloat. I'll just say, if you did have Raheem the Dream in your lineup this week, there certainly excuse me, was a chance that you won your matchup. All right, that was lame. All right, we got a busy show. We got Doc in the building. We got winners. We got losers. We got waiver wire. We got TNF picks tonight. It's time to get to it. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Being a football player, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. What a fun week it was indeed. Let's get the introduction started. And ironically enough, Justin made a, a gave me a weird, odd look on Sunday when I said the Cardinals had beaten the Cowboys eight out of the last times they played. Wow. Welcome into the studio, the judge. Jordan Thomas, welcome in, sir. I have never dreaded a single podcast as much as I dread this one, but, uh, you know, it, it comes with the territory. I do just want to say, though, what a difference a week makes, because last week I remember talking to one Commissioner Cooper and saying, man, Dallas and Miami, let's dial it up for that Super Bowl. And Coop's like, oh, well, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves, you know. And now, you know, 70 points later, it's like, oh, we're going to be here. AFC title game, victory formation. So good on those Dolphins. I'm, I'm happy for both of you fellas. Yeah, well, thank you. I'll get way into that in a little bit. I'll just say the most impressive thing I saw this weekend at that game was that offensive line. Wow, the holes and the Tua doesn't get touched. Wow. All right, let's welcome in the studio. Also 3-0, feeling good for his, his team. Let's welcome in Justin Jesus Herrera. Welcome into the building. Yeah, Jordan, when he said, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves, he wasn't talking about his team. <laughs> that's fair that's fair <laughs> no i mean it's it's such a short uh it's it's uh only three games in it's great to have you know games that are like that where you can go 70 points and you know freaking almost like boat race you know little brother a good team like the Broncos, which obviously we found out that defense is not up to snub. I'm surprised Sean Payton actually put them on the bus and didn't just say, hey, walk your ass back to fucking Colorado. That's your punishment for Monday because I would be fucking embarrassed if I was the head coach of that team. And I said, I have a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, I would not want to put my fucking stamp of approval on that fucking performance right there. 
Yeah. Um, uh, all right, let's get on with it. But I will just say it did seem like Denver at a certain point definitely said, okay, it's hot. I'm done. Let's get to the plane. Um, all right, let's get the, inter- or excuse me, let's get to the pay the bills part. Go to tssfantasy.com. We'll have our rankings up later on this week, most likely tomorrow. So make sure you go check us out there. Go to, pro, uh, excuse me, go to uh, Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Lots of great contests. I won a couple times this weekend on some of the daily stuff, so go check that out. Also, go to uh, Jazz Sportsbooks. Lots of great promo books, pro, promo stuff on there as well. Use the promo code TSS. And if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion, Look no further than Pro Am Belts. All right, listen, we got a medical professional on deck. I'm not trying to run this bill up that much. Let's get him in. Doc Miller in the house. The doctor is in. Welcome into the studio, my friend. A wonderful week it was. Boy, I'm feeling good right now. I can't wait to see what next week looks like. Let's welcome you in, sir. How are we doing tonight? Hey, Commissioner, I'm great. We're probably not as good as you after scoring 70 points this weekend. Absolutely. So, so tonight on the house call, let's start with some good news. I feel like this segment is the most depressing segment of the show. Let's start with Nick Chubb again. So on this segment last week, we speculated a little bit. We said it's likely he could have sustained a PCL injury on that hyperextension of his knee. And we said it's also likely he could have sustained an MCL injury on that inward or valgus force to his knee. We used the word likely on the segment, didn't want to commit to anything, and we were half right. So the MCL, the medial collateral ligament tear, has been confirmed. So a little bit about the anatomy of that. It runs north-south on the inside of the knee, and its primary role is to resist that inward buckling. The force comes in that's too big, it's gonna force that buckle and rupture the medial collateral ligament. So that tear has been confirmed. His initial, excuse me, his initial timeline on returning is six to eight months. So we're looking at next season. This is beyond a best case scenario. Now, it's not out of the picture that during the upcoming surgery, which I don't think has been scheduled yet, they find some more damage. There's been some discussion of a meniscal tear. The PCL may have been stretched a little bit. So he's not out of the woods yet. But again, this is a best possible scenario for Nick Chubb personally and probably for the Browns franchise. The the oddest thing to me is the no dislocation of the knee. That's why I was like, what? (laughs) Like, did we all not witness it dislocate? But yeah, crazy enough. Thank goodness for Nick Chubb. Um, you know, I know he's uh-oh, and he's big in the football world. Uh, you know, just a great guy is from what I've understood. So I'm um, glad to hear that for Nick Chubb. Um, who else do we have on the depressing house call, apparently, Doc? Yeah, so we've got a shorter segment this week than last. Mike Williams, this is a personal shot for my team. Mike Williams short tours ACL. His season's over. So hopefully a complete recovery and we see him maybe in diminished performance next year, but I hope to see him back next season. Moving to the concussion protocol, Jimmy G. So in concussion protocol, though he finished the game and they're not certain when exactly it happened. He played the whole game, but right now he is in that protocol. Should we move to Baltimore? We spend a lot of time talking about Baltimore. So uh, (laughs) I feel like every show, half of it's on uh, the Baltimore Ravens. So Gus Edwards, more trouble in the backfield. 
He's also in the concussion protocol. And then Rashad Bateman is dealing with this hamstring strain. I don't have a good feeling about this one. You know, he's coming off of another injury last year or the year before. I can't remember when his foot was. Um, but I just have a bad feeling that he's not going to be looking good for week four. But again, watch the injury report. Watch out for Friday. But I would say watch him closely. Have somebody else ready to go. And then lastly, Derek Carr. So he sustained a, an AC joint sprain this week. So the AC joint is right up here in the shoulder, the acromioclavicular joint. Um, it's part of the shoulder. It's one of the four or five joints of the shoulder. But specifically, those ligaments that were injured are the ones that hold your collarbone onto your shoulder blade. So if we see them injured significantly, we'll start to see a little bit of separation where the collarbone kind of pops up. Fortunately, this just appears to be a grade one sprain, maybe a mild, mild two. Um, but he's listed as week to week right now. Again, let's take a look at the injury report later in the week and see what happens on Friday. Yeah, these guys sometimes surprise you with how well they bounce back for sure. Um, all right, Doc, well, we appreciate you popping in, especially after such a wonderful week we just witnessed. Appreciate you. Enjoy your week, and we'll see you next week, my friend. See you then, guys. We're going to get on to our weekly leaders. So let's talk about some leaders. Justin Herbert coming in. Now, this is um, I know all the point systems are different on this and that. This is from F Fantasy Pro Focus. So this is where I got all these, these stats from. Justin Herbert, 29.3, number one on the week. Tua, number Tua on the week, 28.4. Lamar Jackson, number three, 28.2. Kirk Cousins, you like that, 26.7. And Pat Mahomes, 25.7. I will just say quickly, no big surprise when we see Justin Herbert and Kirk Cousins. We had talked about that. Of course, everyone else did as well all week long. That was that fantasy bonanza game you want to get involved in. Anyone in the uh, QB spot you guys want to call out or notice that you like think is somebody that might be an outlier like Jordan Love, for an example. He's also up there, been consistent um, all season long, and he's that type of guy that I'm just curious. I want to kick around. Do you think somebody like Jordan Love is going to stay that consistent? Um, let's go to Judge Jordan. What do you say? I mean, with Jordan Love, he hasn't had his number one guy, Christian uh, Watson, yet. And, um, I mean, Aaron Jones has missed the last couple of games as well. So, who's to say that this guy won't get even better? Uh, he was a number one uh, or first-round quarterback draft pick for a reason. They're, they're letting him go. Do I think he sustains? Do I think he stays a consistent top five? Probably not. But can he be a quarterback one the rest of the way? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel you. I see, like I said, been a surprise so far thus this season. Also been a surprise, A.J. Dillon. We'll talk about him in the flops, though, not coming up and performing at all, which is just kind of crazy to me. Um, all right, let's get on to the running back position. Um, all right, well, this is where i got to adjust myself a little bit. Mr., uh, and i got to say it correctly, A. Chan, Devon A. Chan, 51.3. Points. Ooh, we Raheem, the dream, Mostert, number two, 
45.2. That's right. You heard right. And we're going to get to the uh, receivers in a second. But there was a Dolphin QB at two. And the first two running backs are from America's team. Number three, Mr. Walker, who's been a nice surprise this year. 30.6 points. Mr. McCaffrey coming in at number four, showing some love to the top picks in fantasy. And this is somebody I'd like to discuss, too. Zach Moss. Wow. Like, this is this guy for real? Is Jonathan Taylor getting traded? Very interesting note for that one. 22.5. They're using him a lot in this offense. Um, let's go to Justin on this. Give me somebody in the leader of the running back position that caught your eye. Um, yeah. So, you actually just talked about it. Zach Moss is a guy that caught my eye. Uh, he's somebody who not a lot of people cared about anymore ever since he got traded to the Colts. But now that Jonathan Taylor's gone, he seems to be getting that workload and seems to be proving that it's more or less the workload and offensive line. Maybe Jonathan Taylor, you know, while he is a special guy, is not really as special as we thought he was for fantasy. And, you know, maybe the volume will just be an uptick for him because this is back-to-back weeks where he's done very well. I don't remember his actual standing from last week, but I did remember I had him on my team and he did score me some points. Um, so, yeah, I like that. Um, this week for running backs is interesting. It almost looks like tight ends after the top five. Like it just teeters off into like no man's land where like everybody's the same. Like you see names like Jarek McKinnon at nine. Finally. You see names like Alexander Madison coming in out of nowhere it all takes is cam Akers on the roster and alexander madison now has a fire under his ass i think that's more or less defense a testament there then you know you guys you got guys like you know joe mixon who was is now completely in the bottom of like the the top 20 rico dowdell is somebody you know as we're talking about waivers who was going to be coming up very soon a little foreshadowing and then like i said out of nowhere, these names come. Clyde Edwards-Alaire finished 19th. So uh, it's it was an interesting week if you were running back. I thought I was looking at the tight ends list here with all the names that were on there. Absolutely. Colts Martin, great point about Jordan Love. Forgot to bring that, uh, bring that up. Missing his best two offensive linemen. Also, Christian Watson's been out as well. So, yeah, very interesting indeed. Uh, Jordan Love. Wow. I know Chris from PSR is loving our Jordan Love talk tonight. Um, Jordan, anyone catch your eye on the leaderboard with the running backs? Oh, only thing, just piggybacking off of Zach Moss, let's pump the brakes a little bit and, and let's be happy <laughs> that the Colts are actually, you know, a viable team and honestly are in the thick of this divisional race. Why can't Jonathan Taylor come back and be the Jonathan Taylor of old? I'm just going to tell you when the time comes and I get the chance to punch in the, the Taylor lottery ticket, I'm, I'm definitely doing it because even though he's had a couple good weeks, I, I am still not a big believer in Zach Moss overall. Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay because I'm with you too. I haven't been, but, man, there's no denying his usage. Um, so, again, if this – JT ticket don't get punched like you know it's he's he's a viable option believe it or not (laughs) all right let's go to the receivers Keenan Allen 45.5 number one um on the receivers list Devonta Adams had a nice night as well 42.2 um Adam Thielen wow Fred I wish Fred was on tonight I'm gonna just pause for a second from the leaderboard just tell you guys a little something funny I was telling I was playing Fred this weekend right so Fred, like, you know, he's over in Greece and 
all of a sudden, like he's got Waddle, you know, I'm going to the game and me and my buddy are laughing because I'm like, man, he's still got Waddle. And I hope he just leaves him the whole time. That's great. You know, but no, no, he makes a big roster move because he panics. He has Adam Thielen on his bench. He could just easily pop him in. Instead, he leaves Adam Thielen on his bench and picks up Jaden Reed, thinking that's going to be his savior to his little side savior to beat me this week. Instead, he gets crushed by 30. All right, let's get on with it. Adam Thielen, 31.5. Tyreek Hill, another member of America's team, is leading a category 30.7. Justin Jefferson, 27.9. I'm sorry, guys. This is never going to happen again, so I just got to take this opportunity to gloat a little bit, guys. This probably will never even all season happen again, so just let me have my moment. All right, Judge, anybody caught your eye in the receiver realm first of all you deserve this so don't <laughs> apologize to us secondly keenan allen didn't even score a touchdown this weekend and put up 45 points keenan allen had the 18 receptions and 200 yards and nobody gives a shit because of the miami dolphins like that was the most insane stat line and i and i've got plenty of allen and i was loving it all week but i mean let's give some love to this guy because he does not get near enough of it no and now with mike williams down as well we'll talk about the waivers in a little bit but you know obviously big uptick already he was already seeing a lot so still gonna see a big uptick One, and listen we're gonna Go ahead. One correction. He did get a touchdown because he threw a freaking threw touchdown. Like, yeah, what a stud. Mike Williams, I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Yeah. But that's Nine okay. Yards too, so we got 49 yards on the passing yeah. side and a touchdown. Ridiculous. Right. I got what you meant by that because oh, I'm like, he actually didn't like, you know, actually score it himself. He did throw it, though. Throw one in. That's pretty crazy stats for sure. Um, George, uh, Excuse me, Justin, anyone catch your eye on the receivers? Uh, yeah, Tank Dell caught my eye. Tank Dell has been uh, – he's been coming that guy in Houston. And I wish he'd come to me for QBs because my QB was going to be C.J. Stroud, who's oh, also becoming that guy in Houston. And this is a connection that's not going to be denied. They went out there and they showed Jacksonville, which another glaring stat. You only find it out on TSS because we're the only ones that are going to tell you it. Uh, Houston owns that booty. There's booty. There's booty to my left, booty to my right. Houston owns that booty. I can rock it everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but it's 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 weird. It's like the Jaguars completely fell apart. They were never in it, and it was because C.J. Stroud was just in his stride. And freaking Tank Dell has been on the rise. This is a guy that a lot of people were a little bit iffy on. He's a little too small. He was playing at a smaller school. Yada, yada, yada. He was talented, and he's got that second gear that um, Bobby Slovic, 49ers, we love that type of shit. He loves the yak. You know, Coop knows all about that. His whole team went off this week under the 49ers system, baby. We fucking love that yak. Get Tank Dell. He is going to produce. Yakety yak, don't talk back. And yeah, my bad actually. Uh, it was funny because I was going to go to you or through the QB, but I thought you gave me a look like, don't go to me. My internet's fucked up. So that's why I was uh, my bad. I misread no, that. That's my just fault. my normal look. My normal look of confusion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about 
Tight end, Sam Laporta, and I have to give Justin so much credit. Like, he was talking Sam Laporta for so long, and I was like, I got a lot of stock in Sam Laporta. It is all because of Justin, because I'm not a guy who takes tight ends early. So he was coming to me, and he's my starting guy, and oh, my God, I look so smart. Thank you, Justin. 22.4, number one this week, Travis Kelsey, 19.9, George Kittle, 16 Pharaoh Brown, 15.1, and not his first time up here. Also, Donald Parham Jr., 14.4. Also, not his first time either in the top top five of tight ends. So very interesting indeed. Let's go around the room. Anything that caught your eye, Justin, in the tight end room? Yeah, so first off, I, I love the praise that you just gave me, Jason, but all praise goes to Fantasy Jesus because he made that. He put that into the ether. He called for it on Sunday. Fantasy Jesus made it happen. Thank you so much, Fantasy Jesus, wherever you're at, my friend. Good stuff. Um, oh, man, Donald Parham. He pulled the Mike Evans. Two catches, two touchdowns, not even 10 fucking yards. He pulled the Mike Evans. And that, you look at that stat line, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Two touchdowns, 12 points, two touches, four, two points, 14. I'm not, I'm not sustainable on that one. I'm not, I'm not keeping that one. But one for me that was very interesting was the work weight of Pharaoh Brown. We have a third tight end. We thought it was juicy with Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. Now we have a third. Bill has said, get me another tight end. <laughs> well, Bill, I got one to my left. I got one to my right. You want one of these two, boy? <laughs> He's like, I don't have any good receiving options. It's crazy. <laughs> But uh, if I'm, I'm looking at one guy, it's going to be Luke Musgrave. I think he's just been constantly improving. I see somebody who's going to be a big threat uh, come down the line. And uh, the obvious one is Sam Laporta. I love his usage right now in Detroit. Oh, yeah, it's big time for him. What do you, uh, Judge, anyone that caught your eye? The only thing I want to add, I think Justin covered it uh, perfectly, but let's uh, talk talk one more time about Donald Parham, Parham to – weeks this season he's been a top five fantasy tight end and uh for his entire season his stat line is six catches for 33 yards and three touchdowns three top five finishes state of the Titans, baby love it what love does it. that tell you about the tight end position absolutely love it all right we talked about some leaders let's talk about some flops thank you morons do anything right they did their best flip stops all right go with the qbs trevor lawrence 18th Dak prescott 19th stafford 21st joe burrow oh i know that stings a lot of you out there 26 and he is i mean on the season i don't even know i don't even know if he's in the top 35 at this point daniel jones 31st and ryan Tannehill somehow decided to be not not the worst but worse <laughs> than the worst and he's 33rd on the list so, uh, that, baby. You, so you know why that was right you know why that was, right? Because your boy connected with Robbie Chosen for 67 yards. Mike White, <laughs> baby. Right. He That's outplayed right. him. Mike. 
White, Mike White with the big connect. Forgot about that. Wow. All right. Well, anyone here, you guys, other than, you know, obviously I'm calling out Joe Burrow. That's an easy one there on this list that's caught your eye as far as somebody even you may be even willing to drop at this point. Justin, I'll go to you. Uh, oof. I, I hate to really just like keep it rolling with the, the Dallas hate, but I'm not liking Dak Prescott right now. <laughs> I mean, shit. This guy doesn't this even guy look like he can throw like for 300 yards. And then you're going to guarantee me an interception every single game that this guy has to throw it 30 times. Fuck him. Fuck him and throw him out. I'd rather have Russell Wilson at this point. If you know me, you know Ooh. I hate Russell Wilson. <laughs> I know. I'm like, damn. What do you think, Justin? Or excuse me, Jordan. Damn. All these J names. I think better days are ahead for Dak Prescott. And while I am also completely and utterly done with all of his bullshit, I still have a little bit more faith in him than I do Dangerous. Um, but, I mean, it was just a, a rough week for the, the Cowboys in general. And I just want to – I really want to talk about Joe Burrow for, for a second because not only did he absolutely shit the bed in every fantasy lineup I had, I was in a really important – pretty much must win game in my main dynasty league and i had it and i barely had it and then he kneeled two times screenshots oh. up on twitter at the judge jordan go see how i lost by less than 0.1 freaking points because not only did joe burrow suck he did not suck enough to lose and so he got to kneel it twice to screw me even more <laughs> oh boy damn Cashing in receipts today. All right, let's go. The running backs, Josh Jacobs, number 20 on the list. Not too bad. Brian Robinson, 22. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, 24. Javanta, 27. This is somebody you like to bring up. Ramondre Stevenson, 32nd. Rashad White, 33rd. Brian Robinson, 34. No, somebody else. Najee Harris, 39 on the list. Brees Hall, 53rd. Khalil Herbert, 55. A.J. Dillon brought him up earlier at 57. And Derrick Henry at 58. I had to, like, check my my eyeballs a couple times. Jordan, would somebody caught your eyeball on this list? I mean, half of this list. Uh, Justin really did a good job um, at the beginning kind of comparing this position to tight ends this week. It was an absolute dumpster fire across the entire fantasy landscape. And some of these guys I'm getting really nervous about. Like, I can't – you can't start A.J. Dillon anymore. You just cannot do it. Oh, um, yeah. I think Najee no. Harris is borderline unstartable. Um, mm -hmm. I'm probably not ready to give up on, like, Ramondre yet. I'm still probably going to roll out Brees a time or two more. But there's no way Khalil Herbert – and I was the biggest Khalil Herbert stand in the offseason. That guy's not sniffing my starting lineup again. So there's a lot of volatility in that uh, running back um, grouping. Uh, in fantasy right now yeah the funny thing is um i have i have two big home leagues that i'm in and one of them i have nick chubb and then also on that team i have pretty much every flop there is with trevor lawrence um i had ramondre stevenson Najee. <laughs> it just it just don't get any worse than that all right justin what do you think any anybody on this list catch your eye Oh man, that there's a ton of them that catch my eye. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm gonna just bounce it right off of Judge Jordan. Najee Harris, you can just go bury him in the back right now. Done. Like he is done. He is fucking done. 
you could not do it against the or the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders are one of the friendliest teams against opposing running backs. Jalen Matt Canada, whatever the hell needs to happen. Jalen Warren is better, but they're not fully committing to him. It's it's fucking mind boggling. Um, but anyways, uh, how do you feel about your third running back? Almost make it into the top 36. That's for Commissioner Cooper right there. That's right. Chris Brooks ran nine times for 66 yards, just barely beating out Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Kenneth Gainwell. I'm not going to say Zach Charbonnet because he didn't really have expectations on him. But, you know, Brees Hall, Derrick Henry, all these fucking guys. I'm worried about Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry is kind of breaking down. Uh, it does not look good. Tajay Spears is out touching him right now, and he's doing a lot better. Um, I think he's probably the better play going forward. I think they really need to start using him in more of a sparing role. And then A.J. Dillon, it's time to bring out the wood chipper. It's time to burn the remains. It's time to just get rid of him from your team. He needs to be on the waiver wire. There is no redemption for him. I was talking to a buddy. And he said, hey, man, David Montgomery is injured. You should start A.J. Dillon. And I said, you know what? That's probably not a bad idea, you know. I think that A.J. Dillon could probably get involved. And he got 3.7 points. I damn near cussed my fucking friend. I was just like, I am never taking fantasy advice from you ever again. No, no, that's not true. Colin, you're still cool with me. Uh, But anyways, A.J. Dillon, take him out and fucking just bury him because it is done. I am done with that experiment. Dude runs into a wall and he just falls. I've never seen a running back literally hit the pile and go backwards. I'm like, dude, at least try and push, bro. You're Quadzilla. What are we doing here? Yeah, he's always been a favorite of mine, and, you know, I got him rostered on a few. You know, I've had him in a flex like once this year, and I'm just shocked at his production. I'm just like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. But as I always say, A.J. Dillon's better towards the holiday seasons. That's when you want him in your flex lineup. So I'm just going to keep that out there. I think you hold on to him. Wait till it gets a little colder out. That's when those thunder thighs start. Hey, hey, we're in a couple yeah. leagues together. You want AJ Dillon? I'll give you all the AJ Dillon all you can handle, it. buddy. And all of it. That- you can have it all. Hey, you know that Stash whole it. little thing where it's like not a zilch zip? Yeah, I'll give you all of AJ Dillon for not a zilch zip. You can have him. <laughs> you fucking have him. For consideration next year. All right, let's go to the receivers. Uh, DJ Moore, 34th. Zay Flowers, 35th. Uh, Puka, 36th last night. George Pickin, 38th. Jordan Asson came up 39th. Gabriel Davis, Davis 45. What the hell was that? Um, Terry McLaurin, 47th. Garrett Wilson, 48th. Tyler Lockett, 55. There's a lot of guys. DeAndre Hopkins, 61st. Calvin Ridley, now two weeks in a row of flop, 66. Devonta Smith showed up here, 69. Drake London, 79. T. Higgins, 83. Jahan Dotson, getting real worried about him at 84. Judge Jordan, who caught your eye here? A uh, couple of guys uh, definitely caught my eye. One that really didn't concern me too much, I do just want to highlight, is Devonta Smith, because I feel like 
Last night yeah. was the biggest AJ Brown game that I've ever seen coming in my life. Like you just knew that's how it was going to play get out. Right. Uh, yeah, the get right game. But I mean, I, I wouldn't say there's a ton of surprises here. Um, the guy that I am most concerned about on this list right now is, is T Higgins. And I, I'm freaking out with every share I have. Take out his his week two performance, and on the season he has two catches for twenty one yards on sixteen targets. Like, a Joe Burrow can't hit the broadside of a barn right now, and it's like when he does hit T Higgins anywhere, it's like Higgins forgets how to play wide receiver because he's just so used to the ball going you know ten yards over his head. The, Cincinnati, I, I, I think, is in critical mass right now, and I'm very concerned about all of those fantasy weapons. I really do think they need to shut Burrow down for a week or two, let that guy get healthy and get right, because it might be a long season if he gets hit too hard just the right way, and it's, it's all over. Mm-mm-mm. Justin, how about you? Anyone caught your eye? Yeah, Calvin Ridley. Oh, man. We had such a hype train going with Calvin Ridley. It became to a point where it was completely unbearable to draft this guy because you were having to spend a second-round pick on him. And guess what? I'm going to pull out these stats for you since the judge pulled out his great stats. Past two games, 15 targets, five catches, 72 yards, zero touchdowns. That is not an efficient wide receiver one. Guess what? Guess who was the efficient wide receiver one on that offense? Christian Kirk. Why? Because he's got built-in repertoire with Trevor Lawrence, who is shitty as fuck right now. He is terrible right now. Only logging 17 points in the past two weeks. I don't know what's going on. Supposedly, Doug Peterson gave up the play calling. I think he needs to take that back with some force and say, get away from me. I got this. Don't worry about it. You go over there. You get the Gatorade for the boys, OC. And I'll still pay your paychecks. I'll still sign them off for you, man. Don't worry. I'll make sure Tony Khan signs them off for you. But just stay away from my play calling because me and my boy got to get something going here because we're losing out here to freaking Kansas City and Houston, and it's looking miserable. So I don't know, man. I I really wanted Calvin Ridley to get going. I didn't want to pay the price, and now I'm feeling vindicated because he is absolutely shit in the bed after that great week one. Hey, hey, Justin, real quick, I'm, I'm just curious. Who do you think should be in larger panic mode right now, the Bengals or the Jaguars? Oh, fucking the Bengals all day long. Bengals all day long. Are you kidding me? Bengals all day long. Yeah. I mean, at least Trevor Lawrence is healthy. Yeah, fair. Yeah, and they, he hasn't played in AFC North either. I think that's also uh, helpful um, for Trevor, so – all right, going to a couple of guys I just want to point out too. Jahan Dotson, very worried about him going forward. Drake London, just go ahead and drop him, bro, because honestly, <laughs> this, Desmond Ritter is pure and utter awfulness. Like, not a quarterback. Not a, I don't even know what to say about him. It was Worst just than I was, Zach Wilson. It's bad. It's real yeah, bad. It's pretty terrible. So, so um, I would be interested in dropping Drake Drake London um, in the, in this particular uh, order here. So uh, and like I said, John Dotson very worried about his production going forward. All right, let's go to tight ends. Um, I put Dallas Goddard here only because he's right outside the top twelve, and for where you drafted him, I mean, it, it's like, bro, like really, like when are we going to get the Dallas Goddard get right game? Kyle Pitts sixteenth, Mark Andrews twentieth, Najoku twenty third. Waller 26th, Hunter Henry, our boy, 29th this week, Zach Ertz, 
40th and Dalton Kincaid 43rd on this list. All right. Who caught your eye here, Justin? Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews has been really tough beginning of the season for the Ravens offense. Um, I'm looking at right now. He's got nine receptions, 80 yards and a touchdown. That's a great one week sample size, not two. Um, I don't know, man. Zay Flowers, he's taken a lot of that, you know, um, receiving edge for Lamar. And Lamar is not really looking that great. I mean, he's not looking like the however many million dollar quarterback that, you know, he asked to be paid. So I would be really, really pissed off if I was a Mark Andrews guy right now and I got him as like my number two. Some people stretched it to number one. And now you're getting this return. I think he's like tight end, probably 25 right now as far as total. So, yeah, that's not what you paid for. Not at all. And like I said, a lot of my leagues, I always wait for tight end. And because of Mr. Justin here and Fancy Jesus, Sam Laporta has been looking mighty fine in them lineups. Jordan, what do you say, my friend? Anybody caught your eye here? Similar to uh, my man Fantasy Jesus here, uh, Darren Waller is just, I I, I don't know. he He's not what he was advertised to be, and I get it. The Giants have been lousy, but he's still the only show in town. At least Mark Andrews has the excuse of, hey, we have this really good rookie who's kind of tearing it up. Like, everybody on New York sucks, and the only other option in that offense is injured now. So, Darren Waller, what the hell are you doing? Absolutely. All right. Well, we talked about some guys that stink. So we got to pick up some people either because they stink or we need got some injuries. So let's hit that waiver wire. wire. All right. Let's get to the QBs first. Um, not a lot on this list, quite frankly. Um, but what I had here was CJ Shroud. Russell Wilson, Jordan Love. That was kind of like the list I had. Give me some guy that you are just now go to you. Give me somebody you're looking at. Not No doubt about it, picking up at QB. Oh, it's going to be C.J. Stroud. Uh, this guy is proven week after week that he is here to play, and this offense is built really well. So I'm going to go with the guy who's back-to-back, 250-yard games, two touchdowns, I'm going to roll with that because at the end of the day, my other options are Bryce Young, whoever drops, you know, maybe Russell Wilson if you can. And, you know, that's that's a rough little field right there. I'll go with the guy who doesn't have confidence issues right now, the guy who just came off the biggest win of his career. And he's rolling with this, you know, young offense and this gamer defense that D'Amico Ryans has put together. Yeah, I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud. Unlike Russell Wilson, Wilson, excuse me, CJ Stroud is making the people around him better. Um, so that's definitely a positive for him going forward. Let's get to the running back position. Um, talk about, well, we, we've already talked about him, but of course we know the big guy on the waiver wire this week, Devon Achan. We got Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell, God, I can't stop doing that. I talked about him. Um, actually, I think last show uh, we had talked about Elijah Mitchell being, being that pickup. I think on Friday we talked about that, um, being that guy that you can see getting some 
um, handoffs in this offense um, and somebody you could throw in your flex spot. Ezekiel Elliott seems to be on a little uptick, running a little harder. Maybe a little Bel- Belichick got him all fired up. Um, you got Rico Doddle, Justin Hill, Tajay Spears, McKinnon. Give me a guy you like, Justin. Give me somebody you're picking up. Uh, I'm going to go with Rico Dowdle. Um, uh, the obvious answer is A-Chain, and that's why I'm not going to give you the obvious answer because, you know, anybody who's anybody is going to go after the guy who just ran for 200 yards and got four touchdowns <laughs> in total. Um, so I'm going to go Rico Dowdle, and I like the fact that they were using him when they needed to get points. They were using him near the red zone. Makes me think that maybe they don't have the fullest intent on making Tony Pollard the sole guy in that offense, and they are actually looking for that Zeke replacement. Guess what? Zeke scored 12 touchdowns last year. If Rico does that, you're going to be pretty set. Eric from PSR did a homegrown um, prop bets, and he called out a touchdown there for Rico Dotto. He, in fact, messaged me on the way down. He's like, Rico fucking Dottle. <laughs> he scored, so he's fired up about that. Judge, Eddie, what are you looking at here? Who's your who's your pick must add at the running back spot? I, I really like everything that Justin said about Dowdle, but listen, it, it might be a little bit of the homer in me, but one week only, Zeke's coming Zeke's to play the Cowboys, and James Conner's old ass just ran all over them. If ever there's ever going to be one more Zeke game, it's this upcoming Sunday. That's it. It's the last Ooh. time. I didn't think about that. That's that's nice. Nice little uh, added bonus to that matchup. I like that. All right, let's get to the receivers. Uh, Tank Dells, man. You know what? Let me stop reading them off. Give it to you guys. Uh, Justin, to you, give me a receiver you're picking up this week. Uh, so Josh Palmer, currently rostered in ESPN in 0.9% of leagues. Why is that? Because nobody expected what happened. You know, nobody ever expects injuries to happen. And everybody thought Quentin Johnston was going to be the next man up. Nope. It was Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer kept came in, stepped up, looked like the guy that they were looking for last year when both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams went down. And hopefully now with Keenan Allen there, he can fill that tight or that wide receiver two role really well. And I mean, come on, guys. Kellen Moore has got Justin Herbert on another level right now. Justin Herbert is looking fucking in fuego. My MVP pick for him is looking great. If they could just get in the win column, maybe that'll help it out. But, um, yeah, there's zero of it. <laughs> oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. They did get a win. They did get a win. I I was going with my pick. I was hoping the Vikings were going to win. <laughs> but, anyways, I think that uh, that is your pick, Josh Palmer. I totally agree with you. In fact, I wish we had the tape from the offseason because I swear we were talking Quentin Johnson. I'm like, did anybody forget about Josh Palmer? I actually am an owner in Dynasty, and I remember when Mike Williams, I think maybe it was Keenan Allen, somebody went down last year. Uh, he stepped up mighty in that role, and right now with people that are all there, he's catching touchdowns on accident. Uh, but as far as Herbert being MVP – Anyway, let's get to judge. So <laughs> who do you like in the receiver waiver wire? <laughs> so, so I like a couple of these guys. And so I, I agree again, Justin's killing it tonight with everything he's saying. However, 
don't spend any fab money on Quentin Johnston this week if he's out on your waiver wires, guys. Let him bust this week and probably next week and then grab him for free, stash him, because I do think he's going to have a game or two down the stretch later on. I think he's a really nice stash and, and late play. Um, I really like everything that Tank Dell um, and this Houston offense is doing. I never thought I would say that I was excited to see what C.J. Stroud was going to do week after week. I, I was not a fan. I was not big on him coming out kids killing it that offense has some life to it and i mean tankdale should be rostered in every single league and then one other guy and listen i know that miami absolutely kicked the shit out of denver this week but marvin mims might be hims baby i am just saying back-to-back weeks this guy's a big play machine waiting to happen another three catches for 73 yards against the dolphins two for 113 and a touchdown the week before he very much is in play in this wide receiver room and i mean we saw everything we needed to see out of denver to show that they will be trailing every game they play in the rest of the season mims to the roof it's brilliant I like it. I like it. Romeo Dobbs also on the list here. Rasheed Rice also. Um, and Adam Thielen, if he's out there on your waiver wire, Mr. Old and Reliable, talking about old reliable, Adam Thielen's been a nice, uh, consistent target um, sharing this Panther offense. So he's somebody else. I definitely, if he's out there, definitely somebody to look at. Justin, let's go to the tight ends. Give me somebody you're picking up. Oh, man, I, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if Luke Musgrave is still out there, if Luke Musgrave is still out there, I'll take him. But otherwise, I mean, shoot, I don't think you're going to find anybody really on there. Uh, maybe maybe Mike Gusecki. Um, I don't believe the Farrell Brown thing will stick. But maybe Mike Gusecki, he was kind of on the up last week, and he's not doing too bad. He's currently tight end 23 mm-hmm. on the year. So maybe you go out and get like Mike, Mike Gusecki. But really what you're kind of looking for at – at this uh, stage in the game is who are people dropping? And so hopefully somebody drops somebody like a, a Hunter Henry says, fuck it. I don't want to deal with this uh, corral of uh, three guys, this trifecta. And they drop a Hunter Henry who could actually be productive on your team a little bit later. But yeah, as far as tight end goes, I think Jordan's going to have to take this one because I got no one that I want to go pick up. Jordy, you got anyone you want to you want to boost up? Two two things here. One, I'm so proud of Hunter Henry, and I love talking about him every week. He, he's really crushing it this year, and I hope he just keeps on doing it. But listen, there's only one name I'm after in every league. His name is Donald Parham. He is with uh, Justin's MVP candidate, Justin Herbert. He's only going to catch one to two balls a game, but they're going to be in the end zone, and he's going to be tied in four of the week. So dial him up wherever he's available. Let me give you guys a name that's, you know, he's not out there. And he's, he's had a couple okay games, but I think he's somebody we're stashing. Durham Smythe in this Miami Dolphin offense. There's going to be a time where they're going to have to kind of play off Tyreek a little, maybe a little off Jalen. Nah, fuck that. All right, let's go on. We got a Thursday I was, night. I was going to say you really like the dope. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was leading up to something there. All right? I, I was on. looking for the Are You High video as you were talking. I was leading you in with that one. And then I'm like, yeah, all right. All right, also, real quick, too, some streaming options out there. 
know if I would, but the Vikings defense, you could stream this week. They're playing the Panthers, although Andy Dalton played okay, but, you know, it's still the Panthers. Andy Dalton was a that, baller. Andy he was, was a baller, baller you know, last imagine week. Imagine how he would look in a New York Jets uniform. Just saying. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's like seven say, teams that are starting a backup right now that are all blatantly better than Desmond Ritter and Zach Wilson, and it just blows my mind these guys are allowed to continue doing their job. We can't I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Bears versus Denver, maybe. <laughs> Jags versus Atlanta. I like that one. Seahawks, maybe versus the at the Giants. I don't know. Whatever. I hope I you actually got a would good take beat. the I would take Denver in that one because I think the Bears are worse <laughs> off somehow. All I know I, is yeah. if the Bears win that 30 to nothing, Sean Payton needs to be fired on the spot. Yeah, I mean oh when that, God, team yeah. Got, that team's definitely giving up at that point for sure. All right, let's get on Thursday night football. All right, it's Thursday night. Feeling all right. Lions at the Packers. 64 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Winds seven miles an hour. Lions favored by one and a half. The over under is 45 and a half. Packers lead the series 105, 75 to seven. The Lions have won three in a row last year. The Lions won 20 to 16 at Green Bay and 15 to nine at Detroit. Right now, as it stands this season, Lions are 17th versus fantasy QBs, are 15th versus running backs, 9th versus receivers. They are dead last against tight ends, talking about Luke Musgrave. Uh, Packers, they're 15th against QBs, 24th against running backs, 7th against receivers, and 18th versus tight ends. Jordan, I'll go to you first. Give me some guys you like, don't like, and who's the winner of the matchup? So I, I will start off. I think the winner of the matchup ultimately is the Lions, but this is one of the hardest ones for me to pick this week is I picked the Packers to win this division at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm I'm probably rolling out Amon Ross 8 Brown. I know that might come as a surprise to everybody. Uh, you're starting him every week. You're starting Jared Goff. And uh, my boy Josh Reynolds really uh, screwed me this week. I, I trotted him back out there. He got me a big goose egg. So as long as he He's in and play, and I'm probably going to give him another shot on the Packers side. I am just praying to fantasy Jesus. Please, fantasy Jesus, let Aaron Jones get in on the action this week uh, so we never have to watch uh, anybody try to start uh, A.J. Dillon again. Um, and then if Christian Watson can ever decide to get his ass on the field, I'm probably starting him, but it ain't looking too promising. Yeah, I don't know what's going on? We should, I should have talked to Doc about brought him up. All right, who do you think, Justin? Give me some guys you like and don't like, and who wins? Yeah, I like uh, I like Mr. Luke Musgrave. Jordan Love is, you know, last week was impressive because the New Orleans Saints are, have a really good defense, and that was a come-from-behind victory. They were down 17-0. They came back and won the entire game. Very impressed with that young man with his poise and his composure in that game. Um. Like Jordan said, if Aaron Jones is back, you're starting him all day long. Christian Watson, he's such a big mystery, man. I mean, I want to see him on the field, but God damn. Can we get some like better trainers out in Green Bay? Hamstring issues just seem to pop up like crazy for that guy. Uh, A.J. Dillon, uh, he's out back. You know, we didn't even give him a headstone. He's burning right now. <laughs> and then uh, on the other side, I think you hit it. You know, just – 
Amon Ra St. Brown, start Gibbs, start uh freaking Goff. Just this is a, this is one of those games that's probably gonna be a fantasy bonanza. You're probably gonna not regret starting anybody out there, um, except for the defenses, because it's probably gonna be a high scoring affair. Yeah, I like Jameer Gibbs uh, a lot in this matchup, actually. Um, and, hey, who knows? Maybe a get-right game for A.J. Dillon. No, I'm just kidding. All right, let's see who the picks are. We got a full house. He's already buried, Coop. <laughs> I can't even, even feel right bringing him up. All right, we got a full house for this one. Jordan and I and Fred are going with the Lions. Greg Uh-oh. and Craig <laughs> and Justin are going with the Packers. We might be in trouble after all. All right. Well, it's Tuesday and we got to hit those waivers. Now, I know you guys have some in your mind that you like and you may not like, but the big question is are they sophisticated? We're about to find out. Welcome to Sophistication Station. Hello and welcome into another episode of Sophistication Station. I am Andrew Duke, aka Mr. Mallard, bringing you the most sophisticated waiver wire ads that you can make this week to help save your team and pull them from the dumpsters of unsophistication like my home league team is this year. It's brutal. We'll talk about it later. Anyways, let's get started. Ezekiel Elliott is someone who has been slept on all year by me as well, but he is looking to have a rejuvenated uh, passion for the game and power in his running game to where he's accepted the New England philosophy and he is getting more and more even touches with Ramondre Stevenson and making the most of those touches. He actually looks to be the more explosive back behind this makeshift offensive line right now. So look for Ezekiel Elliott, especially this week against the Dallas Cowboys, to have a big game and find the end zone at least once. And then we can also get into Quinton Johnson. With the Mike Williams injury being out for the rest of the year, Quinton Johnson should see his role increase, who has already had the hype around him of being an explosive rookie. So grab Quinton Johnson if he's still available. He might not be. He's a little higher owned. But take a look, and if he is, add him to your roster now. And then Jordan Love, also someone who most likely is already rostered, especially in the two QB leagues. But Jordan Love has been showing out, showing that he can handle this offense. And once he gets Christian Watson back and a healthy Aaron Jones, he should have no problem settling into this offense and really taking control. We also want to talk about Devin Ashane this week. Devin Ashane is on what is arguably the most explosive offense we've seen in a long time in the NFL in the Miami Dolphins. So Devin Ashane, even with the most Raheem Mostert being the lead back, he's still getting his touches. Every week's not going to be a 70-burger, but look for Ashane to still get his touches, make the most of them, and possibly have a chance to find the end zone. And the last but not least, Tank Dell in Houston. C.J. Stroud is looking good as a rookie, and I'm still a non-believer Nico Collins, so get Tank Dell. He's going to take over there. I, once again, am Andrew LaDuke, here on Sophistication Station for TSS Fantasy. Stay classy, my friends. Stay classy, indeed. You stay classy. Keep it right here on the Fantasy Sports Corporation. We got Plus Money Golf coming in right after us. Get some DFS stuff for your golf. I don't even know when that starts, but they just maybe go talk some golf, do their thing. That's why we're All watching right. to find out. <laughs> we're going to find out now. All right, so make sure you go check them out. Uh, you'll check us out hopefully tomorrow night. We are right here as well. We got the Blonde Blitz on. You know, that's always fun. And we got champs versus chumps. 
It's America's team against the Buffalo Bills. This is going to be lots of fun. And right now, as it stands, Rico's coming back uh, from I, I, Bills Mafia. I forgot. I apologize. Buffalo Fanatics. That's what it is. His podcast. We haven't found a Miami guy yet, so the commish might be taking that jacket off. Might have to get a little dirty tomorrow. Rico don't want none of this. All right, guys. We appreciate you, and we are out.